Two Minutes for Chatting is back. This is episode 40, and this episode is called Shite. <laughs> How, you doing? How you doing? How you doing? What do you think of my name? What, what do you think of that name? Yeah. For, the pod, for, the, for this the, episode? That, the name for the episode. Uh, I think it's apt. Jordan apt? <laughs> Not quite. Not the as in, good as the inside joke there. Um, Just a wee, a wee player joker. <laughs> Sorry for yeah. the listen that didn't get it, but it was quality. <laughs> uh, no, I'm so, doing well. Thanks for thanks for asking. Yeah, I, I heard there was a rumour that you were on a wee holiday there. I was. I was away skiing up the Alps. Were you? Jordan Alps. <laughs> <laughs> that was shit. worse. That was shit. Take that. Uh, we straight away edit it out. Uh, so were you... Uh, slick on the slopes or was it awful on the Alps? <laughs> uh, probably a combination of both really. Right. Good days and bad days. That's what they, that's what they all just, say. Just like the clan team. Yeah, but if it was the clan team skiing, I think they'd have a, a slow start. Be skiing really well in the middle, looking looking great, looking confident. And then they'd go for a, a half pipe at the end. <laughs> they'd um, a dry patch. Uh, exactly. They'd yeah. They'd hit a bit with no snow and they'd go <laughs> skating off the end of the off piste, as they say. That's um, but anyway, shite shite jokes aside, we've got a fair bit to cover. Uh, we've since we last recorded we've got three regular Season games with a, a game against Nottingham that we recorded just before, and a double header with Fife, and then that will lead on to our playoff quarter final tie that we'll come on to. So uh, we'll try and fire through that, uh, and then we decided that we will have a wee bit of, a, a section about the upcoming playoff final weekend. We won't spoil it. Clan might be there. They might not be. Uh, well, we know if they are, but just if anybody's listening that doesn't know, we won't reveal it till that point. Uh, but you might have guessed by the episode title. Um, and then uh, we will go through the current team and kind of grade them and then decide who we would like to see back. It's that episode. It's time for that already. Who does think it? can't believe the season's finished just like that. Or is it? Well, I know exactly. It might be, but it might not be. It's finished, it's done. It's shape. Uh, Interestingly, this is episode 44. So, the, there are four clan players to have won the number 44 jersey. Who are they? I've given you one already. Yeah, but I, I I think I would have come up with that even if you hadn't. So Jeff Ulmer, correct, is number one. Number two, a this might be shite. This right, might. Wait, wait, be wait, wait a minute. I'll, I'll I'll give you a slight clue. Right, I, I've got I've got another guess, but I'm not sure. Even if you right, if this is wrong, then. I'll need probably the year. Because if it's if it's really early doors, then I might be struggling a bit. But 
Right, well, uh, right. All I'll say is there's there's one that's fairly early doors. Right, okay. The other two are gettable. Okay, so my, my first guess is from last year. Am I am I warm there? No. Oh uh, fuck. Sorry, our language. <laughs> well who who was it? Who I was, was gonna guess? say Robert Lepine. That is correct. Was he right, last okay. year? Oh, it was two years ago. Mm, I thought it was last year. <laughs> <Doing> really well. <laughs> Just that is that is classic. That is that is last year summed up right there. I thought it was last year, maybe not. He came in halfway through, didn't he? He was here. Maybe maybe it was yeah, the year before. No, it was. It was last year. Right, okay. Right, so that's two. Yeah. Uh, the early one, I don't know, I should probably know, but I don't. I'll guess Mike Weatherburn. No. No. It is. Oh. No, nah, okay, no. Nah, no, nah, it's bollocks. Burns still? No. His second name starts with the same initial. Eh. Uh, starts starts with B. Yeah. Eh. Uh, nah. Who is it? <laughs> Cedric Bernie. Oh, okay. Nah, I wouldn't have got that. Right. And then so I've got one more that is quite recent. Yes, if you want, if you want a clue, I, I might give away, but mm. oh, eh, what about? Nah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was like seventy. Odd. I was going to say Mario the Rock, <laughs> but he, I think he was seventies. I thought he was number seven. No, was that not Dan Nicola? That's correct. Yeah, that's right. what I'm thinking of. Uh, see, I, I'm not too bad with the numbers, but just not. So right, I'm going to rule out obviously. So this year, last year's gone. The year before that, so we've got. Fin- so that's Finnerty's last year, and that was Omer. So it. Can't have been that. So, year before that, was the. The decent year was wasn't it? That was the Champions League year. What if I told you? Have I met? It was, it's not any of those years, is it? <laughs> what if I told you it was the, the same year? Oh, hold on. Stefan Delarover. Correct. Right, okay. See, that, right, that's yeah. a good trick question because I, I had ruled it out because of Omer, but I forgot he was. Yeah, he see was that. Chucked. That was going to be my clue early doors, but that would have probably gone that way. Yeah, right, okay. I got there. Not, but great, did not too happy with my performance, but. Uh, better than clan. Oh no. Uh, whatever. Right. So let's get straight in. That quiz aside, um, we recorded last no two Saturdays ago on twenty third of March, just before going to the Nottingham game, uh, which was a game that we really had to win to get third place. Um, yep. I think we kind of agreed that and unfortunately the the losing run continued and we were beaten 4-0 at Brayhead Arena uh, and my memory is not actually that great from it in terms of how the game went but 
just looking at the general pattern, I would guess that we probably had a good first and then after losing the goal we we didn't didn't really play so well. The the first goal was that John Rowe from quite close into the net on the power play, I think. Uh, and then there was the alright, that's right, there was a Connolly simulation incident, wasn't there? But uh, obviously Munson getting the shutout, which is never good to see a, a visiting goalie get that. Uh, especially not Munson that I thought would be we could be able to get at him, but that wasn't really the case. Nah, no, um, we, we did out, outshoot them 16-6 to six in that first period. So I feel like Clan were, were on top, I would say, probably for that first period from, from what I can remember, but um, it's just the way that things have been going recently. Nottingham get a get a break of the puck and, and managed to to get a goal out of it um, on the power play as well. So you know that's most special team struggles for us. But um, yeah, and then you obviously alluded to the the Connolly penalty for diving embellishment, uh, but was also called on Panthers, Jane and Risling for tripping, so I don't understand that at all, but um, apart from that, it was pretty poor and then Panthers getting a, a short-handed goal for their fourth one as well um, just, you know, all round a, a poor day at the office and you could tell for the for the rest of that game, after the first period they, were, they went in 1-0 down and it just seemed like the heads went down for the rest of the game. Yeah, that's right. The fourth was that uh, backhand shot, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I thought a couple of those Rumpel was, wasn't was great for. Um, the second... Oh, the memories are coming back now, you see. The second was uh, kind of a chance in, in front of the net and it kind of fell to, fell to their guy. And then the third one was another mix-up. I'm sure uh, we managed to, to get the shot in. So, um, yeah, quite a few penalties in that. The the Connolly one, yeah, I think I think you're right. Is a bit of a mystery, but he just um, doesn't seem to be the sort of player that gets the rub of the green with the officials. I don't think. Uh, obviously, come on to that regarding the, the week, the following weekend, but. Uh, yeah, given the the penalty for tripping, but then uh, also the embellishment one does seem a bit strange. But uh, that's the way the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. Um, I don't remember who the the referees were. Uh, Toby uh, Craig, I think, and it was. Uh, yep, Toby Craig and Blake Coburn. Right. So, it is what it is up here. We know what we get, really. Um, yeah. But in the end, that meant that uh, I believe Nottingham only really needed another point potentially to secure a third place mathematically after that. So, so we were really out of it by that point. And I think that if the wind wasn't already out the sails, then the sails were. Uh, riddled, with riddled with holes by that point <laughs> yeah it definitely seemed that way uh, 
plus Nottingham were, were playing on the Sunday as well, um, up in Fife, and that was that was the only game we had that weekend. So we really had to make it count, and um, it just never happened. Yeah, uh, and that that meant that uh, the best we had left to play for was fourth going into the last weekend and we always really seem to to face Fife I think I don't know if that's just a league rule or whatever that we have to play Fife in the last games uh, but they've always always got a bit of added spice obviously being a, a derby and uh, going into it I, I wasn't really confident to be honest I, I don't know exactly to hand what our run was in the last 10-15 games going into that but must have only been a handful of wins if that um, and Fife albeit they were on a 3-3 three, a three and 3 they always seem to to cause us problems uh, although we've, we've got a couple of wins this year but uh, the first game was at Brayhead Arena and uh, as it turned out causes problems they did um, I thought overall it was a as I've said a, a horrible game to be honest uh, yes we we outshot them um, but just it was it just was so sloppy I thought and guys just playing a lot doing a lot of individual things um, you know when we couldn't get those goals I think people just get frustrated and start uh overcomplicating the systems and things like that although we did we did take the lead it got to a point uh, after they tied it up again that you just you just knew if, if it went to overtime they were going to win it and if it didn't then they were looking like they'd they'd get that winner and so it proved a 3-2 win in the end and blood off has been a, a thorn in the side for two seasons now gets gets his two goals against us um, and I just thought that it was just horrible stuff <laughs> Yeah I think you'd, you'd mentioned as well considering that, that Fife had lost 7-0 to, to Belfast in Belfast the night before as well um, you know to, to then come to Brayhead and put in a performance and, Yeah uh, I mean I don't I can't obviously speak to it as soon as I, I wasn't at the game, but I believe you were. Um, so, I mean, it's it's just one of those things. It's just the kind of it's just the kind of lack of confidence that, that the team has been having. Um, you know, and that was obviously Pete Russell's job to try and rectify that before um, before the playoffs and um, you know get getting the win the, the following nine five maybe well thought would have helped a wee bit yeah I mean it, the the way the games seemed to have been going was that we were uh, out shooting teams a lot at home but we just lost the scoring touch uh, totally you know in the last few games um, we've we've registered a lot of shots but not really converted much and you've got goal scorers in that team that just I've really lost lost the confidence, but I think we were ill-disciplined in terms of structure in that game. Uh, 
the Saturday night that is, they also were down a few imports I think as well um, and I just didn't feel we went went about it the right way, we really kind of played into their hands I thought uh, in terms of their, they were playing quite defensively but looking to, to counter attack and I thought we gave them too much of a chance to do it um, and after I just I was frustrated with it um, I mean Fitzy scored a, a good goal to get us ahead um, but I think uh, other than a fairly promising first period uh, I didn't think we played played well at all and Pete Russell kind of echoed that in his interview I believe um, and I think there were obviously some choice words said ahead of the, the game on Sunday and thankfully we, we did actually manage to turn that one round and uh, we won 4-2 on Sunday in Fife Yeah, we did and finally get that that duck off the back um, going up there and getting getting a result is is good at any point but to do it with, um, when the confidence was solo was um, you know good, a good character win for the for the team I think um, again I was away so I only really saw what the what the score was in the end so um, but I can talk you through I'll talk you through the wee yeah, of course. The box score stuff. Um, and then obviously the other big thing that came from it was uh, the, the Connolly, Connolly injury, which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll come on to, but yeah, fire away. All right. Um, so I think Clan came flying out the trap, it seemed. Again, uh, I go inside the first couple of minutes um, through Jack Muzzle, assisted by Doucette and Sullivan. Um, that was the end of the scoring for the for the first period. Second period, Clan went two 0 up through Tyson Wilson, assisted by Scott Pitt and Zach Fitzgerald. Um, on the power play, a couple of minutes later, another power play goal. This time, Guillaume Desset scored, assisted by Rasmus Bierum and Matt Stanish. And then five guy go back in the true Clan style. <laughs> Ex-clan player Jordan Boessa got the goal for Fife um, to make it three-one, and you know at that point maybe maybe gave Fife a wee bit of confidence going into that third period. But um, thirty-three seconds into the third period, Rasmus Bierum made sure of the win, uh, making it four-one, assisted by Jack Muzzle and uh, Travis Earhart for that one. Before Fife got a consolation. Four minutes later, through Evan Bloodoff. Obviously. Um, yeah, of course I. Uh, so that kind of rounded up the scoring. Um, and yeah, obviously the, the main the main talking point from that game is the the injury to to Connolly and uh, effectively ruled him out for for the rest of the season. Yeah, and of course, kind of in a non-clan fashion, we I think scored two goals on that. Major, major penalty. So, uh, that was quite good to see. But, um, on the hit itself, obviously, I've seen and read a, a lot of opinions on it. Have you seen it? I take it. Yeah, I have seen it. Uh, um, yeah. I've only seen it from from maybe the one angle, though. So. Yeah, I, I thought um, 
I thought there's there's intent there certainly to to catch Connolly, but I do think uh, that obviously nobody's going in thinking um, I want to to really injure this guy. I don't I don't believe that, but I do think he's the kind of player, Boomer, who um, has has done stuff like that. You know they were both niggling, and I don't yeah. don't doubt he tried to to get Connolly back for maybe uh, a couple of instants over the past night or whatever I don't think he he would have wanted to hurt him but it's uh, I think the ban was was fair enough three games in the end he got but I think from our point of view losing Connolly was uh, obviously more significant than what happened to Boomer yeah without a doubt he's I mean our our best player I would say probably um during the season as a whole, so to lose that with the playoffs just around the corner is a is a big loss, um, and I think it I think it showed it definitely told in the end. Yeah, so um, as we'll come on to uh, that, all in all, with the result from uh, Guildford's game meant that we finished in fourth place, um, and just looking. Looking back at that, I know I just mentioned how many, what the the slump towards the end of the season was, but uh, I went against Fife there, and then the last time before that was a a five three win at home to Guildford. So out of that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, two wins out of twelve there. Uh, towards the end of the season, so it was just uh, horrible stuff, really. Um, and wh- whatever caused it, I'm not not really sure whether it was a distraction of of winning that conference, which is not a good thought. But you never know. Um, I'm sure we'll come into it in a bit more detail. But it just felt uh, felt quite disappointing way to to run up to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's difficult to to say for sure what you know what Saab brought that on. Um, whether it was you know that the aim for the season was to to win the conference and then maybe like anything else other than that was a bonus. Uh, I don't think it would have been that though. I think it was probably just a uh, due to the due to the the sort of fixture pile up that we had and I think I just completely knackered uh, the team. I think on a uh, as a whole. Um you know, never really picked up uh, after that, even you know, games we were only we were only having one game a weekend uh, on a couple of occasions, but you know, just there was nothing left in the tank it seemed. Uh at that point, I don't know what your thoughts were on it. Yeah, it certainly had something to do with it, but um, I mean, the, the hitting that skid of, of a few losses just really seemed to kill the confidence, and it was almost like watching some of the team from the first first half of the season pre uh, Granton incident. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course, the, the bit between between those two points was was superb. The the team was was great and got us into 
that position in the end, but the the run towards the, the final games of the season just meant we went into playoffs really with absolutely n- hardly any momentum certainly and low confidence albeit we did did win that game against Fife um, but to all set up uh, a tie with probably one of the, the teams that we would least like to face based on our record this year and that was Guildford Flames um, and we decided to go into that one and play our home tie second so travel down there first on Saturday and uh, I guess we'll just just get into that one just now yeah um, for me it's a bit it's a strange decision to do to do that to choose um, the away tie first regardless of you know if they're going to travel down a bit earlier in the week and uh, I think they trained using Milton Keynes facilities but um, for me you know you, you take your home game first in that scenario I think if you were playing Fife uh, you know you'd probably be more inclined to take the home tie second but in that scenario where there's a lot of travelling involved I just felt like it was the wrong decision for me uh, to do that, but you know we did. We went down there and uh, finished three two in the end to Clan. Uh, again, came flying out the blocks. Jared Hansen getting a goal, thirty one seconds into the game, assisted by Rasmus Beer and Scott Tansky. Um, and then a minute before the end of that first period, Clan doubled our lead. Beer with the goal this time, assisted from. Hansen and Tansky, so I'm guessing I'm guessing they were playing on a line. Yeah. Right. So I mean, well, that, I, I I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, you would you would think so, but uh, just because of the the injuries and stuff that we've had as well. So. Yeah, of course. Worth mentioning that uh, I believe that he would play on Saturday. He had been out. Um, he certainly played Sunday, didn't he? He'd been out but yeah. I, I, I get the impression he was far from 100% and uh, we also had lost Musil to injury in training which is uh, unfortunate that week so we were down him and then I think maybe Stanish only lasted a period uh, from all, all accounts so in the end we were down uh, Musil, Stanish and Connolly and a maybe a seventy five percent or less fit Haywood. So um yeah it was it was a big ask going in. Yeah it definitely was but we know the kind of player that Tansky is and um he's slotted right into that to that line with Bjorn and Hansen there and that proved a real threat in that first period. Um Clarman and two 0 up the end of the first and then so kicked on from there at the start of the second period, four minutes in, Scott Pitt scored, assisted by say, Tyson Wilson and Vaclav Stupka. And then in the third period, um, what can you say? Flames just <laughs> came back into it, really. Uh, a power play goal from Jesse Craig, four and a half minutes into the third period, assisted by Callie Ackred and John Dunbar. 
were boys. <laughs> standard, uh, yeah, standard <laughs> stuff. And then two minutes later, uh, pulling another goal back through Ian Waters, assisted by Josh Waller and TJ Foster. And that's how the scoring ended for that one. Um, so, you know, slightly disappointing that, you know, we went 3-0 up. And then again, just... Although we held on in the end, but you're still... You're still sort of giving chances up in that third period. Um, you know, and it's it's really not... It's not good enough at, at this level. If you're, if you're dominating at that point, you need to just... You need to just try and shut up shop really for that third period and just take a sizable lead back up the road. Yeah, by the looks of it, they really uh, came out flying in that third period, um, and you know could have could have easily been on level terms at the end of the game. So I guess a lead's a lead, but it's one of those, uh, and we did see it in a couple of other games actually in the other quarterfinals where teams have got. Uh, a significant lead and it's it's eaten into and, and in the end overturned. Um a goal a goal is, is nothing really when you think about it. Um yeah. and uh but three certainly is, is significant and um given they came back to just within one I think they'd have gone into the game on Sunday with the momentum, as you say and because we had that uh, that travel, I don't know when when we'd have got back to to Brayhead, but certainly Guildford will have stayed stayed at home, I would guess, and then travelled down early Sunday. So, um, I think the team got back at five in the morning on Sunday. Just judging from from uh, what was said on tour, right? That. Uh, it's definitely hard. There, there's no doubt about it. I don't really know if if you're going to do that. I don't know what the alternatives are if you're not flying. Um, and maybe it's I, they didn't stay over obviously, and then came back on the Sunday. I'm not sure, but uh, in the end, you were obviously at the, the game last night, and uh, it finished five 0 to Guildford. Was that a, was that a fair reflection of? Of the game itself, or was it? Uh, I believe there was what one, maybe two, empty net goals there. Yes, yeah, so I think um, if you listen to Pete Russell's interview, I think he said that it wasn't a five-nil game. Um, and on the whole, I'd probably tend to agree with him. Um, but you know, it's just a lot of the times when Guildford were coming forward, there was always a, a spare man in the centre. And you just you just can't have that. Uh, you know, and whenever clan were going forward, it was everybody was back defending for Guildford and um, they just had more in the tank, I think, uh, at the end of the day. Um, Guildford came out absolutely flying in that first period. Uh, out shooting clan, 15-8, to eight, getting a couple of goals as well. Um, you know, it was a, it was a slow start. Um, Actually, not that's rubbish. Clan, Clan came out and they were actually, <laughs> they actually, they actually were all right. So the first few minutes they were, uh, they looked pretty good, and then Guildford get the break um, <clears throat> with a goal. Um, but four and a half minutes in, we 
Jamie Crooks squad, assisted by Brett Ferguson and TJ Foster. Uh, and then, you know, at that point, it's, it's even and the heads go down at that point. Um, Ian Waters next up, scoring four minutes after that, assisted by Ben Davis and Kevin King. He scored quite a few against us this year. <laughs> yeah, he has, yeah, he has. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just another one of those players that um, Guilford have, have picked up and seems to sit the system uh, down there quite well. Um, you know, it's just a, a well-knitted team and they all play hard for each other. They're just a well-organised team. Um, like, as a credit to Paul Dixon, but he's, he's got them set up there. Um, but, you know, so going, to, going in 2-0 down um, at the end of that first, uh, it was always going to be a big a big task uh, at that point to try and come back. And I felt like second period climb were probably unlucky um, not to get anything out of that, that period. Um, and again, just sat the way Clan's luck's been going, but it's just another one of those things that, you know, Clan were on the power play. Um, Cruz ready took a, a two minute tripping minor and then once that was once that was over, it was ten seconds later that Guilford scored. So it was just you know, it just seems like one of these things that's yeah. been happening for years and years. Uh and it's always really been a, a thorn and a thorn in the side for for Clint. Uh but as you know, that's the way it, it went. Uh Guilford got that third goal through Evan Jansen. Uh, assisted by Ben Davis and Cruz Reddick, so Reddick pretty much just came out of the box and they broke right. they broke away okay. um, from that. Actually watching Ben Davis as well, I thought he was I thought he was excellent last night, just as a wee a wee side note. I think he's been playing really well uh, the last few months. Um and then obviously that that was pretty much it. Um, an empty net goal. Uh with just over two minutes to go in the third period. Um, Cali Ackwood scored a nice wee sort of chip shot from, from the defensive zone mm-hmm. um, assisted by Ian Moores and then 40 seconds left TJ Foster scored unassisted um, to make it 5-0 uh, with Rumpo having been back in at that point yeah Rumpo was back in um, Foster was pretty much one on one right uh, against Rumpo for that one and uh, I think in that scenario you would you would definitely favour uh, the Guildford player to score in yeah. that situation. So yeah. that's just obviously what ended up happening. Yeah. Um, clan man of the match was Rasmus Bierum and I, I agree wholeheartedly. Bierum and Anson were absolutely superb, I have to say. Um, as they have know, been. Uh, yeah, as they have been. I just I, I felt like the team the team did battle, but at the end of the day, it came down to it came down to defence really, and and Guildford were just far more organised than than Clanmore. Yeah, and then of course they've got Fullerton, who just seems to literally build a brick wall against us. Um, that's what a th- maybe third shot out is that right? Third shot out against us, maybe. Yeah. 
Well, Guildford have got three. I don't know if he's played all three of them. Mate, he's certainly. I think did we not. We hadn't scored the first couple of games. I think. Yeah, down there. Sure, yeah. So maybe two or at least two shutouts he's got against us, um, which is yeah. funny, you know. Um, we could have done with that, but uh, so all in all, obviously five 0 there, and that meant it finished seven three to Guildford on aggregate. So. Uh, they progressed, and that was that was the end of the road for Clan. Uh, we'll um, come on to a, a, an assessment of the the team and season shortly, but uh, just quickly overall, disappointing uh, way to finish, especially coming back to the the second leg with a lead. But Guildford really just doing what they have done the whole season against us, bar one. Um, yeah, and really, just uh, we've we've just struggled the whole year against them. Yeah, that's it. Um, I don't think you can you can grudge Guildford going through. I think it's just they've been the better team um, against us anyway over the season. So um, can't be too disappointed. I feel like you know the team did give their all in the end, but. Um, I think Flames just had more in the tank. They were obviously um, at full complement as well. Um, yeah. Which yeah, definitely, makes definitely a difference. helps. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so we'll just we'll come back to the, the overall thoughts on the season uh, shortly. But uh, just to cover the other playoff games, but first the, the run-up to to how the, the ties came about. Uh, starting last... On the, the 23rd of March, just go over it very quickly, the kind of results of of note, I think, that are worth mentioning. Obviously, the teams that were still in contention were uh, Manchester, Coventry and Dundee technically had a an outside shot, but it would have, would have really been a miracle for them. And then you had Cardiff looking... Uh, looking likely for the, the title with Belfast uh, hot on their heels, but uh, as it transpired, uh, Dundee managing to keep their hopes alive with a, what was a, a shock 3-1 win against Cardiff, uh, and obviously Belfast winning that night put, put a lot of pressure back onto Cardiff uh, that weekend, although they were still still in the driving seat going into the last weekend, as I said. Yeah, um, definitely I would agree. I would agree with that as well. Um, what a result for Dundee, though. Um, you know, really giving them uh, a right good, a right good fighting chance um, towards the end of the season. But obviously, wasn't to be in the end. Um, obviously, it came down to the, the final day in the season. By that point, uh, Belfast played all their games, so they were. Relying on on Coventry for a for a result, and they they duly delivered. Yeah, I mean it was uh, a real. I guess I think most people would would class it as a surprise. Cardiff uh, on the last weekend with a nine one win against Milton on Saturday night, which is I guess you could say emphatic. Um, which left them needing only one point from the trip to Coventry, 
uh, and uh, Coventry won that one three one, uh, which handed the the title to Belfast. I believe they were Belfast were watching it at their own uh, award ceremony, so maybe not not winning it on the ice would be a bit strange, but. Uh, I thought you were going to say they were, they were watching it in the arena, like, um, <laughs> like remember when they used to do beanbags at football? Yeah. Those are the yeah, days. That would be that would have been a an interesting concept, but um, yeah, maybe a wee bit strange. But in the end, I think obviously the table doesn't lie. Those those defeats for Cardiff really telling in the end. You know that the Dundee one, the Coventry one, um. And then a couple of others along the way, and it was to be honest a great, a great advert for the league that it did go down to the last, literally the last game. Uh, but credit really has to go to Belfast there for sticking in and and winning it in the end, which denied Cardiff the three in a row. Yeah, definitely. Um, Belfast were were always going to be one of those teams. You know, they were they were built to to compete this year and. Um, you know they they did that definitely. Um, you know it's it's good to see kind of somebody else winning the league for a change, I guess. But because um, we know how good Cardiff um, can be and, and have been, uh, so it was definitely it was definitely good to see that. I think mean, um, just shows you how how well um, Belfast has been playing uh, as a whole this year as well. Yeah, and I would say. Um Last time when we discussed uh, players we would take from other teams, um, I think probably the biggest difference to that team has been Beskarawani. Uh, yep. And obviously Jackson Whistle has been at Sheffield this year, but I think uh, with without Beskarawani in the goal in net there, mm-hmm. they probably don't win it. Um, so he yeah. he made a made a massive difference. Um, Pulling out the the performances when needed, and then obviously they uh, added guys like Smotherman and stuff, and that that really injected injected life into them. And in the end, I think it's you can you got to say deserved winners. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, down down the stretch, they um, they really kicked on. They won they won their last five games, I think. Um, you know, and that's. That's really the difference in the end. Um, Cardiff obviously slipping up last day of the season. Uh, not ideal for them. I think you know they were really going for it in that third period against Coventry. I think they outshot Coventry seventeen to seven or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know they were they were really going for it and ended up pulling bounds and uh, Ben Lake uh, an empty netter to settle the nerves for Coventry. Yeah, and of course it's not all won and lost on on that one game. They've they've dropped points elsewhere, but um, yeah, they they'd have gone in there thinking they can definitely get a point. So, um, well done Belfast there. Uh, other end of the table, you had Manchester uh, and Coventry going into that that weekend. Uh, really, I guess fighting for for that last playoff place. Uh, given Dundee weren't able to do it, uh, other than the, the miracle against Cardiff, but uh, Manchester started started well 
uh, that weekend anyway with a win at Milton on Friday night and then the, the crunch game against Coventry at home. Coventry were able to, to win 4-1. So a, a great last weekend for Coventry and that got them the the last the last playoff place. Um, but a bit of a, a fall from grace for Manchester who finished so high up last year uh, to then end up out the playoff places this year. Yeah, it's a it's a steep a steep fall for them. Uh, obviously, they you know they, they lost the the core of their team. I would say um, from last year. Uh, you know, and that's that's probably a credit to to the way that Clan recruited last year. They got you know pinpointed guys that they wanted um, back in the team. Uh, you know, to be able to do that was a was a testament to to Clan for sure. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a disappointing season for Manchester. I think, yeah. you know, after coming so close last season and then just to completely fall off like that is uh, a sore one to take um, for the fans there. But um, I've got no doubt that, that Finnery will rebuild that team and uh, they'll be back competing again next year, no doubt. Yeah, I think there'll be a, a few changes there um, for sure. But... Uh, Certainly, a lot of a lot of good individual players that um, that will be, you know, potentially of, of interest to other teams in the league, but also that I think they would want to keep back to bring back, but just didn't didn't really work for one reason or another. But obviously, they had the best goal in the league as well, so a bit of a surprise that, that they didn't make the playoffs. But it is what it is. Um, yep. So all in all. Other than the, the neighbour cutting his grass outside, um, I was going to ask if you were if you were recording from Glasgow Airport. <laughs> I'm uh, I've got I'm live from the Chelsea Flower Show, <laughs> uh, so I, I can only apologise, but I'm sure the audio will still be you'll still be able to hear my shite clear enough. <laughs> um, that's the that's the thing with recording live. You know, you can never never trust the Trust the neighbours. Um, can always, uh, can always trim it out. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. yeah so everybody's, everybody's switched off the. <laughs> You've lost them all. <laughs> um. So, uh, that meant that uh, we were left with, obviously the the four, quarter final ties. We've we've discussed. Clan and Guildford uh, elsewhere. It was Nottingham against Fife, Belfast against Coventry, and Cardiff against Sheffield. Um, I think the it's fair to say that the Belfast Coventry tie was a a bit of a write off. Um, Coventry, sorry, Belfast winning five 0 at home, and then seven two I think in Coventry to finish. 12-2 in aggregate, so they emphatically move on to the the semis. Uh, we had Nottingham and Fife, which was definitely a, a closer affair. That one finished 3 0 in the first uh, sorry, three each in the first leg in Fife. And then Nottingham winning 3 0 at home in the on the Sunday. Two of those I think were empty net goals, though, so really a one goal game which was close and given 
Fife's injury troubles, they really made a, a game of that. Uh, and then the, last, the final one was Cardiff against Sheffield. Uh, first leg finished 5-4 to Sheffield in Sheffield and the second leg Cardiff eventually getting through uh, with a 7-3 win at home which meant it finished 11-8 is that right? Uh, overall I'm trying to add it up uh, from memory so 11-8 but I, I believe at one point Sheffield were four or five one up uh, at home there and Cardiff came flying back to make it a one goal game uh, towards the end on Saturday night so it just shows that as I'd said that was another big lead for a team uh, which was then overturned overall so these these aggregate fixtures really um, you can't you can't write anybody off unless you're coming <laughs> true but I mean to be fair at Coventry, they've been uh, they've got a, a decent track record of um, playoffs in recent years. No, well, I know. So, um, so you know they're always going to be dangerous, but um, if you if you're coming up against a a team like like Belfast, are just knocking teams away um, left, right, and centre. So um, that was always going to be a difficult game for them. Uh, Especially Belfast being on a on a high after winning winning the league as well, um, so you know they they were always going to be full of confidence and um, obviously the, having the first seed to getting the the choice to play at home in the first leg that was a um, you know that's what you should be doing. So uh, credit to them, they you know but they they came out and delivered as well. Uh, with that five 0 victory on the Saturday, and then um, on the Sunday it was more of the same, really. Down at Coventry, seven two. Um, just seemed like Coventry weren't really ever in it. I don't think. No, um, I think that's fair to say. Uh, I think as well in that the second leg, um, well, Hackett had goaltender picked up an injury maybe the night before. They didn't reckon was was too serious, but uh, Headley had to go in for the return game. Uh, so obviously Hackett was was struggling more than they thought. But um, you know, scoring uh, twelve goals in in two legs, uh, you'd be you'd be hard pushed to find a team that did that and didn't go through. So uh, they're still riding that wave of of winning the league. I think. Um, for anybody, it would have been a, a really tough ask to come up against Belfast then, but uh, yeah, comfortably through in the end. And uh, it means that our, our final four ties are set as Belfast against Guildford and Cardiff against Nottingham. Uh, so going into that, obviously disappointing that, that Clan aren't there again. Uh, that's maybe what one one out of the last ten or something, is it? How many seasons have we been kicking about? Ten years? I think we've only been there once, but Yeah, I mean, certainly I might one, be wrong, one, once out of that, that lot, so There's um, only one I can remember anyway. So. Yes. Yeah. Um 
So yeah, but Dutch dug your head. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. That'd be light. That'd be light aircraft coming in there. It's a it's a Boeing. So, yeah. well, in fact, I better not get into any of that. Um, first up, then Belfast Guildford. Uh, what's your thoughts on on that one? That's the early kickoff, if you like. Um, but uh, yeah, the league winners against our conquerors. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, in a one-off game, it's it's, it's always difficult. Um, that's why you know you would you would rather it was either a best of three series or something like that for the playoffs would be ideal. But um, it is what it is. So I think Belfast have been riding that riding that wave just now. So um, it's had to it's had to see past Belfast really for um, for a final spot there. Although Guildford will. No doubt, give a hundred percent, and I think it'll be pretty close. But uh, I just think Belfast have got got the edge. Yeah, I think so. Um, just with their confidence and the the firepower that they've got, I think maybe their depth might just be a bit too much for Guildford. But I mean, I would I would love to see to see Guildford get through that. Um, but yeah, I'll agree that we'll probably have Belfast as favourites there. Um, and then, uh, of course, had had we finished in third, then uh, I think we'd have been quite confident and be getting that Continental Cup place because Belfast and Cardiff looking quite good. But oh. anyway, as it is the second tie, Cardiff against Nottingham. Uh, again, I think maybe a, a fairly clear favourite there, but you never know. Yeah, Cardiff for me. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> nah, yeah. I think, I think you know they've just they've proven in the past. Um, the team's been there for for a number of years now. They all know each other well, and they can interchange and uh, if and when required. And I don't think you've you've got that with Nottingham. Um, they've been a bit stop start over the season as a whole. Um, although you would you would say that they arguably recruited really well, but. Uh, you know, just haven't seemed to to gel together. But um, the Cardiff, everybody, um, or most of the players that are in Cardiff have have done it before. So I expect them to to go on and, and do it again and make the final. Yeah, I mean, I think as you said, it would be great to have a a best of three or, or longer, um, and then you could really get uh, stuck into to the the worthy winner type thing, but. Yes, because of the the one game series, it's a bit, bit less predictable. But again, for me, Cardiff for the experience and just a bit probably too much quality for Nottingham. Although Nottingham have certainly a, a better end to the season than they did have middle period. Um, so that that would leave I think we agreed a, a Belfast Cardiff final. Um, Indeed. How would you see that going if it was the case? <laughs> that's a, you know, that's a really tough game to call. Um, if I was going to stick my neck out, um, I would go with Cardiff. I think. You have to pick them anyway. I do have to pick them. Hey. Um, 
I just I think they'll be absolutely reeling from from losing the league, and I think <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there's no doubt that that Andrew Lord will have his have his team right up for it and uh, get them to remember that that'll be fresh in their fresh in their minds. So I think they'll go out and uh, do the business. Yeah, I actually think Belfast. Right. I'm fancying Belfast if it's those two in the final. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think they'll. Yeah, I just think they'll win it. There's no no real, real reasoning. Uh, obviously confident from from winning the league and I don't know. I just think they've been playing some some really good stuff recently. So uh, it'll be it'll be a good good game. Obviously the, the two far and away best teams this season. So um, they've had a kind of back and forth battle when they've played each other during the season um, so tough to call but I'm going to go Belfast if it's those two um, there we are so couldn't finally, be, couldn't, finally in disagreement couldn't be <laughs> last possible moment couldn't be any different um, so yeah I've got Belfast as I've got Belfast as playoff winners and I've right. got uh, Guilford as winning that Coveted third, fourth place. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. <laughs> Above all else, I've forgotten the, the main game of the weekend, which is the third, fourth place game. And I, I agree, I think Guildford will, will beat Nottingham there. And I hope so. I mean, I, if you're picking yeah. who'd I want to win out the four, I want Guildford to win. But I think uh, not quite there yet. Um, mm. And it would be interesting to see. Uh, who who of that team they managed to to retain because they did very well keeping most of them this year, um, and if you know if they weren't targets for other teams everywhere before, then they definitely definitely are now some of their best players. So um, yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll, I think the likes of Sheffield and Nottingham, I think, will be poaching uh, around. They'll be poaching now. Yeah. We'll, we'll certainly be able to offer more money, but it's whether... You know, I think the guys in Guildford have looked like they've really, really enjoyed it, and maybe maybe that will keep some of them sticking around for one more year, but we'll see. Um, Let's hope so, because it's good yeah, for... Yeah, of course, yeah. Good for the league, obviously. Okay, so, uh, given that Clan aren't in it, we're probably not going to give it as much attention as it, as it deserves, but... Uh, I propose that we move on to our clan uh, player review if there's not anything else that is yeah. is worth bringing up no let's do it actually well I've just got a wee side a wee side point I wanted to make about uh, about the atmosphere and stuff like that at Brayhead in, in okay. the second period last night it was absolutely it was absolutely jumping for honestly about 10 minutes just constant it was just it was excellent but they still they still didn't sing uh, Eric Prince oh, it's definitely, it definitely wasn't excellent was it but maybe no, maybe we can let them off given he wasn't playing well I know that's that's what I was thinking but then I was I was trying to come up with other songs that we could maybe <laughs> <laughs> that we could maybe sing uh, and this one obviously only would appeal to 
to some, but um, I'm getting, well, you're familiar with the, the Rangers song, We Are The People. Yeah. Right. So what about just We Are The Purple? <laughs> exactly, that's that. That's one of your best. <laughs> oh, well, maybe wait till next season. Long did it take you to talk about that? Uh, I don't know. I just, it just popped into my head a couple of days ago. So I was like, oof, I need to get that noted down. Get it submitted to the club like we didn't submit all the other ones. That's it. And then mm. we can start getting at the no surrender part and all that. Yeah. But then, to be fair, uh, that's good to hear about the the atmosphere. I've seen a couple of people say that. Um, and a shame, obviously, that that it didn't uh, get, us, get us a couple of goals there. Um, but yeah, I've seen a couple of people say that, so that's that's good. That's what you want. You'd want that. You'd want that every week, but obviously, it's it's not going to be quite like that. But um, yeah, shame that I couldn't get through there for the fans. But it's uh, a bit of a, a familiar story. Um, Obviously, another side point I've thought of is that the Connolly injury will, will mean that it looks like he'll miss the the GB games, that I would be almost certain he would be selected for that squad um, yeah. for the World Championship, so that's another shame, um, but it will let somebody else step up into his shoes. Um but yeah, a shame for him to, to miss that because I think he'd have been a, a stick on, especially having played under Pete Russell. Yeah, definitely. Um, just the way he's been playing as well, he's been absolutely tremendous. Um, so that's a definite big loss for the for the GB team. Uh, not sure who's going to replace them, but it's, they've got a tough job anyway. Yeah. Okay, so let's um, run through each player from this year uh, we'll give a, a a rating I think we're going out of 10 um, yeah. and uh, discuss whether or not we think we'd want to see them back next year yep and why or why not <laughs> is the case maybe um, so the obvious place to start would be a uh, goaltenders I think what we'll do is we'll just we'll let you go first with your thoughts and then I'll I'll give mine uh, okay. since yours are probably more sensible than mine or yours will be harsher so it'll be funnier yeah um, so <laughs> I don't know they, they might be they might be harsher we'll, we'll go see. with uh, starting goaltender Joe Rumpel first okay Joe Rumpel um, for me March at a 10 over the season uh, I've given him a five. Um, you might think that's you might think that's quite harsh, but if you think about it, you know, at the start of the season, um, didn't really come on to a game. Uh, was giving up a lot of shots, uh, a lot of chances, and um, you know, I think it was maybe it was a period where. Uh, we were sort of conceding two and three goals in the space of five minutes and you know you just, you really just you need a guy in there that's just going to give the team a bit of confidence and, and uh, make some make some outstanding saves and I just felt like there was only one 
save really that I can remember Rumpel making that I thought that is absolutely world class but other than that it's been pretty hot and cold um, he's had good games and bad games but and I think that's maybe why I've given him a five he just kind of balances out for me uh, I just think that it's, it's a position that we that we really need to um, to look at in, in depth um, so for me would I have Joe Rumpel back next year it's a no um, there's actually a lot of good points there uh, and I'll be brief with it because I had given him uh, a 6 and I think yep. I think it was just because uh, he did go through that spell obviously where I think he was starting to show what he was capable of um, but like you said a lot of soft goals that I think the top goaltenders um, wouldn't be giving up um, dropping below 90% save 90 save percentage which I don't think any goaltender really would, would want to do and I think it was quite clear that he's maybe not used to to playing that amount of games um, and that was quite a big factor so uh, for me I've said no we need to find somebody else next year uh, 6 out of 10 um, but obviously a, a slight spoiler to the next one but I've I had written down um, got to consider a kind of goaltending tandem uh, <laughs> where, where we're really sharing the load whoever it is uh, as opposed to sort of 99% 1% uh, yeah. so. I'm just laughing because I've, I've said exactly the same thing <laughs> A lot of the best teams are doing it. Yeah, well that's it. Um, it just it seems to make sense. Yeah. I don't even think it would be that bad if you if you kept Rumpel as part of a tandem. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree there. Yeah. Found somebody that that could come in and and play the the majority of the games, but you've always got somebody like Rumpel there who's reliable and you can bring in. Yeah. And that's you know that's not to say that Gary Russell's not reliable, but. Um, you know he's he's worked under three coaches now, and he, he just for me he's not getting a lot of game time. Yeah. Um. So I think you would some maybe have Gary Russell as a sort of Mike Will. <laughs> yeah, if he would do it, yeah. Yeah, aye, of course, if he would do it. Um. So I mean, and I've I've also given Gary Russell a five, but I mean you, you can't really. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult to, to gauge that, um, really. And I think, you know, if we're going to go with a tandem, I think Gary Russell should be choice number three. And that's maybe a bit harsh, but I just think, you know, if, if we're going to if we're going to want to kick on and and move forward, I think that's that's the only way we can do it. Now, I think. Yeah, I think we've we've just not got goaltending right, uh, mm-hmm. probably since Kyle Jones. Um, and even yeah. then, you know, the the standard of the league wasn't quite as good, but he he really did did stand out with some some good performances. So, um, it'd almost be, you know, number one priority for me. Uh, assuming yeah. that we can manage to get some other guys to stick around, but yeah, I I'd kind of I I think I'd just 
giving Gary Russell a backhanded 6 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Just he's not played enough games and actually he's got a better save percentage than Rumpel, so... Um, there you are. You know, uh, not much to say. Um, but I think, yeah, he's, he's been short-changed in terms of games he's played, so... I'd like him to stick around, but yeah, maybe we should look to to tandem there. Um, okay, so uh, we've got we need three new goalies there then. <laughs> uh, or, the, or just or just one new goalie. Yeah, yeah, true. At least one, minimum one. Yeah. Uh, on the defence then, uh, starting with Travis Earhart. Right. Um, March at ten for. For Travis Earhart, I've given six and a half. Um, <laughs> that's that's maybe harsh, actually. Now I'm saying that, but um, I just think they, he makes he makes quite a lot of errors um, for me, you know. And that's just I don't know if it's just because it's sort of fresh in the memory of last season and just the the volume of errors that the defence were making. Um, but they they seem to stick out more when it's Erhard, um for some reason. Uh, his plus side is obviously that you know he's got he's got a really good shot on him. Um, but you know when he's when he's in control of the puck, I think he's he's pretty good at going forward as well. He's a bit like Cameron Burt in that sense. But um, I just think defensively. He can be questionable at times, and I think again, if we're going to try and progress and move on, I think um, we should look to upgrade Travis Earhart. In my opinion. Okay, so you've got six and a half out of ten, and don't bring back. Yeah. Uh, I had six and a half out of ten, uh, and I had a, a kind of half cross, half tick. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, the main the main thing for me is maybe defensively not not great, but that's I'm getting the impression that's not really his game. Uh uh-huh. I I that's what makes it difficult because and, you and need it, and it is, yeah. You need you need that guy like him. I think he's a very good skater and he's got offensive upside, but I would like to see more production from him. Um yeah. Looking here as thirty one points from fifty six games. Five of those were goals, twenty six assists. Um you look at the top defensemen in the league, obviously guys like Forney, uh aside Acred, they're kind of had ridiculous seasons really, but um for me I think you need you need a few more goals and that's symptomatic maybe the power play struggles. He was the guy that uh, along with Stanish and Wilson that were kind of on that unit that, that struggled so maybe with that a better power play you'd see a bit more but uh, for me I quite like if you're asking me to pick one way or the other I'll say okay you can stay just uh, but it's it's close he's not, he's not convinced me greatly but I can yeah. see enough potential there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think um, I would be disappointed if he if he did come back. Yeah. Um. To be honest, but I would like to maybe see him as a as that kind of spare import that a lot of fans were talking about this year that we were, that we were kind of missing in 
Uh, I think that's kind of, you know, that's kind of been a downfall, I think, in the end, but a lot of short bodies. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, moving on then, uh, next up is Zach Fitzgerald, captain, for this year. Um, <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this because he is not, but he, he, he's a great guy to, to have around the team and um, obviously he was the captain this year but I just I feel like for me um, Mark's at a 10 for Fitzy this year I gave him a 4 and I think that was being uh, quite winning <laughs> at times um, I wouldn't have him back as a player but I think if you had him in a sort of coaching role um, you know I think he would he would definitely help in, in bonding the team together and uh, stuff like that you know he's, he's he's great to have around the team but he's he's a luxury that um, we just don't we just can't afford to have for me yeah I think uh, you've pretty much nailed it there I had the same uh, I think um, he's just maybe a bit uh, off the pace now um, you know scored a, a couple of quite good goals has to be said um, but I think just a few too many errors uh, but definitely a guy that obviously the club means quite a lot to uh, so if there is any off ice role there I would say yeah um, you don't want to be too harsh, you know. But I just think, uh, with the pace of the game and stuff now, um, he's he's struggled a bit. So uh, four for me, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have him back in a playing role. Yep, I agree there. So so far I've got nobody coming back. <laughs> uh, next up is Michael Gutwald. 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 Uh, on your uh, f- Carry on. For me, Michael Gutwald, I've given him a six and a half out of ten, uh, and I would not have him back. Okay. Um, and your reasons I think for that? My reasons for that are maybe it was maybe it was based on the game that I watched yesterday because <laughs> although no, but I, although the team although the team were given everything, I just I just felt like you know some of his, his passes were. Were pretty rotten at times. Uh, his sort of positional sense is a wee bit off. Um, at times he was getting the, the pucks sort of stuck under him, and I don't know. I just felt like he was kind of panicking at times, and that's really not what you what you want to see. And obviously last year he, he stood out um, a great deal in a in a in an otherwise dreadful team. But kind of it kind of shows you how bad that was. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's maybe a point as well. I don't think he's I don't think he's particularly stood out um, like he did last year. And that's that you know that's maybe a wee bit harsh, but um, you know I just felt like there was over the piece. Uh, his passing in general hasn't been that great. Um, I think overall he's generally solid, um, but I just feel like it's another area that I would like to improve on. Fair enough. I think I had six. Um, yeah, pretty solid. Uh, last year, obviously, played a bit as a forward. 
um, this year <laughs> yeah. very much more of a a defensive role um, doesn't stand out as being brilliant but doesn't also stand out as making too many mistakes I don't think personally um, yes yeah. wouldn't be disappointed that he's back but again I think we can maybe upgrade although I suspect maybe not one of the biggest earners in the team not that we really want to get into that but uh, potential for upgrade there certainly but wouldn't be terribly disappointed if he came back in just a sort of stay at home role um, given that we're probably not having Fitzy there um, so uh, next up then is Matt Stanish Matt Stanish for me uh one of the one of the better demon uh, for me this year. I've given him a, an eight and a half out of ten. Okay. That's maybe that's maybe quite generous, but um, I just I, I like a defenseman that, that reads the game, um, and I think he does that really well. Um, I don't seem to remember him. Making any sort of bad mistakes that have cost his goals, um, and I think he's he's pretty he's decent enough uh, going forward as well. Just a an all round good solid D man, um, and you know I would I would probably look to to keep him for next season. Okay, uh, I had a him as a seven. Um, but I do also like him. <laughs> Not that seven's bad. I just I just don't think that any of our defensemen have been. Or certainly, well, we'll come to it. But uh, I think he's been certainly seven or seven and a half. Um, he has put up some points for us. Again, I think he could do a bit more from that point of view. Uh, but yeah, pretty solid and happy to get involved with the physical stuff as well uh, so for me you know I'd be quite quite happy to have him as you said doesn't stand out uh, in a bad way and, and can can do play a role in power play and stuff uh, I think he was a good signing from Manchester we thought he probably would be um, and not really yep. been disappointed uh, unfortunate to, to get injured the, the last game there Uh so yeah, seven between I'll go seven point two five. Uh, but yes, I would be happy to see him back. Right. Uh, we've then got uh, Zach Sullivan. Zach Sullivan. Uh, I've given him a seven out of ten, and I would have him back again. I think he reads the game quite well. He's still kind of prone to to the odd error, but I think there's there's definite improvement there um, on last year. Uh, and I think it just kind of shows that um, um, it's probably more a testament to Pete Russell and uh, so utilising his his best skills. But um, I just think you know I, I thought Sully had a good year. Yeah, you know it was the odd uh, mistake, but um, I think that's just kind of that's maybe just part and parcel of his game. And uh, you know I think the other things he does. 
he does them well enough to sort of um, overcompensate for that. But um, you know, it's it's the whole sort of British player aspect of it as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's just a he's just a kind of steady, just a kind of steady defenseman. I think. I think. Um, yeah, I think he's had a good year. Um, he's he's developed again, which we wanted, um, and he is that he kind of it's cliched, but he is that seven out of ten guy, <laughs> sort of most weeks. Um, everyone makes makes the odd mistake. His are kind of more noticeable, just I think, because he's a funny looking guy. Uh, yeah, quite, like, quite stocky. Yeah, he like he likes the odd slip and fall, but I think uh, he's improved and Pete Russell's been good with him, I think. Uh, and I, I'd like to I'd like to keep him, I'd like him to to stay for a few years and be one of the, the guys that we sort of build build the team around. You look at people like Mark Richardson at Cardiff, etc., who've been there for years, I think we can I'd like to see that with Sully. Uh, playing at a, you know, he's playing at a good level, so keep keep Sully for me. Um and last last defenseman is Tyson Wilson. Uh okay, Tyson Wilson, uh I think was voted defenseman of the year. Um I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Um I've given him a nine out of ten. Uh, and that's maybe generous as well, but um, I just think he's been he's been solid um, over the course of the season. He just kind of gives off that sort of calming presence at the back that you just like to see. Uh, doesn't doesn't let much go past him. Um, you know he, he can come forward as well, but uh, he can also uh, turn on a wee bit of pace as well when, when required. But uh, He's definitely a guy that I would that I would look to have back. Um, I know, obviously, I think he was. Uh, I think he was here to study, so I don't know what his situation is um, for next season. But if he's if he's still looking to play, and um, I would absolutely love him to come back. I had uh, eight point five for him. Uh, right. Definitely our best defenseman. Yep. Think think he's better defensively than he's probably given credit for, uh, and that's probably because he makes it look quite easy. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think he's I think he's definitely been the standout. Uh, and you know, there's a there's a bit of point production there as well. But I think uh, I think he's he's really been been pretty impressive. We didn't we didn't know too much coming in, um, but getting him on that university deal, maybe as you said, might make it quite tough if he's looking to play and there's other teams sniffing around. Because I think uh, he wouldn't have gone unnoticed at all. Uh, but yeah, really enjoyed watching him. So eight and a half, and would like to see him back. Yeah. On to the forwards. Uh, and by the way, I'm just going in elite prospects order here. Uh, first up is Matt Becker. Matt Becker, um, solid nine out of ten again. Uh, just a total 
point machine uh, year on year. Um, he's not the kind of guy that's going to he's going to track back and give you loads of pace and stuff like that. It's just that's not his game. We know what he can do. He's he's there to score goals and um, create goals and. You know that's that's what he has done again. He does it every single season that he's here. Um, so for me, he's he's a guy again. Um, depending on his situation, uh, if he wants to continue playing, then uh, I think he's one of the first guys that that should be that should be on the on the sheet to bring back. Definitely want him back. Yeah, uh, I've given him an eight out of 10 right. um, and that's probably it might be a, a theme throughout some of the others but I think it's just because they they have gone through albeit he's he's got a lot of points um, he's a, I think I looked earlier he's maybe 10 short of last year and potentially the year before um, they've just right. gone through slight barren spells um, where they've maybe lacked confidence a bit and that's not necessarily down to the fault of the individual but it's the only reason I've chalked a couple of points off but um, really calm player but he's as you said guaranteed to give you points um, we've had power play struggles for sure this year um, and he's one of the guys on that um, but certainly a real danger man and knows the league so well that you just you've got to make him a priority if we can get him back. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me, get him back, 8 out of 10. Hey, Rasmus Pierre. Rasmus Pierre. Um, I can't really praise him enough, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> coming, coming, well, coming into the season, you know, he was he was the kind of guy that we'd both sort of pinpointed as saying he's a, a player to watch and He's definitely lived up to that, if not exceeded expectations for me. Um, I've given him an eight and a half out of ten, uh, and yes, I would like to have him back. And uh, if I was doing like a sort of player of the year ranking thing, I think he would probably come in third overall um, for me, anyway. Uh, he's uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just can't. <laughs> He's just been really good. He's yeah. been really, really skillful guy. Um, again, uses the puck well around the boards, um, and also can create chances and, and put them away when required. And I think we kind of saw that um, with the, with the Fife game and, and even in the playoffs, uh, he was definitely one that stood out for me above above others, uh, contributing points in, in those games as well. Um, so he's he's definitely definitely one that I would that I would look to have back next year. Yeah, I had eight out of ten for Bjorn. Um and again it was quite similar. I'm sure we'll have a lot of similarities for these guys, but um one of the main things that I think was great was just how, how he worked with Hansen. Uh, <laughs> the two of them I thought they, they had a, a great combination. Um and he really, for a guy who's still quite young, you know, a lot of energy, um, and he put up points as well. I think forty-five points this year. Um, yeah. 
which is probably more than most of our players last year. Uh, and I think for somebody maybe who's not the biggest, uh, he can he can play that physical game, and uh, he's always going to give you give you that hundred percent. So for me, I would love to see him back again uh, and build. Not necessarily build round him, but uh, get guys again that that fit with him, and uh, I think I think he'd be great great guy to get hold of. So definitely yes for me. Yeah. Uh, next up, Brendan Connolly. Uh, nine and a half out of ten. Yes, I would have him back. By far, not by far, but probably our most valuable player this year um, gives 100% every game I think he's kind of tired towards the end of the season uh, and then obviously got unlucky with injury but we definitely missed him in the playoffs um, just generally an excellent player um, I think we've been doing really well to keep him as well um, he does have that sort of side to him occasionally gets himself uh, really wound up and sometimes can take daft penalties but but overall I think you know the other side of his game has um, superseded that for me um, he's definitely a guy I would love to have him back yeah I mean he's he is, has been our best player easily um, number 9 gets 9 out of 10 for me um, yeah. I just wish he hadn't hadn't got injured there because I don't know how much of his situation that will change in terms of next year, obviously. He had a great season for Belfast last year. Um, and yeah, there's the there's the discipline and a couple of ill-timed penalties, but what he gives you uh, more than makes up for it. Um, I think hopefully that injury maybe, if he does intend to continue playing, um, a, that it's with us, there's obviously no guarantee that it is, but that he can, uh, yeah. and that it's not a kind of career ender. Um, but yeah, superb to watch, really skilled, does some brilliant stuff that we've not seen for years, I think. So yeah. definitely a, a bring back 9 out of 10, and could probably be more if it wasn't for the the penalties but as I said it's it's not really enough to drop him down any lower no that's definitely he's he's the kind of player that I just that I love to see yeah when I'm at the hockey he's just uh, you know tenacious gives 100% uh, plays the body but he's also really skillful as well so he's yeah pretty much the complete package um, other than obviously he's uh um, get a bit of a short fuse at times, but yeah. Um, if he if he wasn't like that, I think he wouldn't be the same, the same guy. Yeah, no, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But you can imagine if you put a, a couple of inches on him, eh, he probably <laughs> wouldn't be playing, in the league. You know, he's he's just been a target for. Other teams. Um, okay, so. So far, just to recap, we're probably about halfway. Um, but we're saying uh, for certain Stanish, Sullivan Wilson 
Becca, Bierum and Connolly. Yep. Um, okay, next up is Guillaume Doucet. Guillaume Doucet. Uh, I've given him an eight and a half out of ten. Um, I think to come into any team halfway through a season and uh, have the impact that he did um, is a testament to him as a player. Uh, I think he's been indispensable since since he's come into the team. Uh, you know, picking up the mantle from Grattan in terms of points per game, but um, again, just another another really skillful player. Um, chipped in a lot with the scoring, and he's he kind of settled on that that line with Connolly as well. Um, both of them seem to work together really well as well. Um, so again, for me, he's he's a guy that you know I would definitely have back. Yeah, it took him a wee bit of time to get to get into it in terms of systems and stuff, but that's that's understandable. But you could see that uh, he knows where the net is. Um, I'd given him a seven point five, uh, and you know, not not in that's probably would be higher if he'd played a full season. Yeah, um, but it's. Yeah, I, I liked I liked having him on our team because in the past few years when he's played against us, he's uh, he's been a, a pain in the arse to be honest. Um, so yeah, I would again another guy that I would I would like to see back. Um, I think with a full season under his belt and having adjusted to our rink and stuff, he'd be even more dangerous. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Jerry Hansen. Jerry Hansen. Uh, what have I got here? Jerry Hansen, I've given him a 9 out of 10. And he would be second in my Player of the Year awards. Um, he's just he's, he's incredible with it, with the puck around the boards. I think you'd, you'd sort of alluded to that during the season as well. Um, holds the puck up really well, uses his body well. Um, but, you know, also creates and scores goals as well. Um, that's, you know, that's a, a player that is invaluable to um, to the team, I think, going forward. Plays really well with BRM as well, as you've said. Um, you know, the chemistry with the, with the two of them has worked really well. Um, so for me, he's he's definitely a guy I would, I would have back, no questions. Eight and a half out of ten I had. Um... I think yeah, he's been brilliant, as you said with Bierum. Um Got a few points. I think he could probably even get more. Uh, scored some big goals though. I remember. Um, yep. And again, also young, and he stepped up from last year where he maybe didn't have as much of a role and wasn't as big an impact player. And now I think you notice him every game. Uh, so really good season and an important guy because. Uh, does a lot of the unnoticed things I think as well uh, that yep. the team needs so and obviously it's good having some Europeans in there <laughs> yeah. but no so yeah definitely get Hansen back if we can um, eight and a half Matthew Hayward Matt Hayward Mr Clan um, I've given Mr Clan 
uh, and a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, and yes, I would have him back. Um, I think he's he's made a difference in uh, a number of games. He's I think he's he's stepped up um, a bit like Sullivan as well. I think he's uh, we've definitely seen much better performances from Matt Haywood this season. Um, I think even including the the Guildford game as well, where obviously not anywhere near 100% fit, but um, I don't think he played in the first period, but then second and third period, you kind of notice that difference. Just even taking the puck in um, and sort of laying it off for counter-attacks and stuff like that, he was really good at. Um, I think overall, uh, he's definitely improved and you know obviously coming into his uh, testimonial year as well so um, I think he's one that, that definitely will be back um, anyway but I would I would be happy um, to have him back yeah I want him back as well he's, he's upward trajectory in terms of his performances uh, yeah. he still does does that role really well in the penalty kill but um I think, yeah, offensively going the other way, he's he's looked better, and we've found we kind of found a a system and a, a and a line that that suited him, and I thought at times he looked, you know, excellent. Um, I think he's he's got quite a a decent for his standard goal tally this year. Uh, right. So again, yeah, plays a a really good role in the club and you know both on and off the ice so uh, yeah. I think that's kind of invaluable um, I'm sure one day he'll eventually be the captain uh, yeah. but yeah uh, he would back I would I would definitely take that and I'm sure he will be be good to to get his testimonial I deserve that um, yeah. Matt Cowlett Matt Cowlett um haven't really seen a lot of them uh, over the course of the season, but I've given him a, a six out of ten. Um, I think when he has been on, he's been he's been full of effort and uh, you know diving about all over the ice and trying to win the puck back and put a bit of pressure on the opposition, and that's kind of what you want to see. Um, he's still very raw for me. He's got a lot of potential, but he's He's still, obviously, he's, he's only 19 or something like that, but he's, uh, he's still quite a raw talent. Um, and for me, I think he's too lightweight at this point. I'd like to maybe see him bulk up a wee bit. Um, having said that, I would I would have him back um, um, because, you know, the potential is there and uh, I think he will step up at some point. Um, it's obviously a big, a big year for him as well coming in there. Uh, coming to the team and, and playing in, in quite a, a physical league as it is. Um, so, you know, I think maybe another season under his belt, he'll gain a bit more experience and um, put on a wee bit of beef. Yeah, it's kind of mental that he was born in 1999. <laughs> yeah, shocking, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd given him a, a 6 out of 10. I think he has got huge potential um, and a bit like Buesa and we saw Buesa's really kind of advanced his game I think uh, yeah. 
for Fife even since last year. So um, Howlett will have a big impact I think in the next couple of years if we can keep him. Um, good skater, he's, he's quick and I think he's got good skill. Um, like you say, just maybe not physically there yet, but it is a physical league. Um, so yeah, for me, I think I'd like to I'd like to see him back and see where, where he can go. Yeah. Jack Muzzle next. Uh, Jack Muzzle. You know, if you're if you're kind of comparing him with Matt Cowlett, I think he's um, again not got a lot of ice time. Uh, but he's a bit older than Matt Cowlett. Um, and no, a me, fair bit as well. Six years. Yeah. So I didn't think he was that old. Yeah. So. Um, no, just <laughs> no, but it just it shows you though that he's kind of, um, you know, he's kind of played through almost his, his sort of hockey career, I guess you could say. But um, for me, I've I've given him a five out of ten. Um, I don't think, if I'm being honest, I don't think he's a, an upgrade on on Barry McKenzie. Um, and I think that was kind of what what his role was kind of supposed to be. I don't know if he maybe started uh, playing hockey at, at a later age or something like that. But I just he was good in small spells. I, I will give him that. He's he, he took his goals well. Um, you know, created a few in there as well. Uh, so in in spells he was good on the ice. But again, I don't I don't think he's an upgrade on on Barry McKenzie. And I think. Um, I was kind of expecting him to be this kind of a wee bit, had a bit more sort of physicality about him. Um, and I don't think that's his game, but that's, that's maybe my, my problem. I thought he was going to come in and be this uh, sort of physical guy and put himself about and stuff like that. And um, for me, that's not, that's maybe not what his game is. Uh, but I think we do need somebody like that because I think it's it's you know it's been kind of telling in the end. Uh, I think so. For me, that's that's a position I would like to see upgraded. Albeit, obviously, it's a it's a sort of brick position and they're difficult to come by. But I think that's that's an area that needs improved for me. Yeah, it's um, probably hard to disagree with most of that, although. I think I, d- I don't really know what we thought we uh, we probably did say that maybe he will play more of a, a physical role but he's not he's not had that much ice either um, but I, as you said a couple of good goals in there um, and again a bit of potential um, I had him as 6 out of 10 as well uh, and it's hard to say about next year. I would like um, to see these guys maybe given another year with a bit more ice. Um, but as you say, if there is something else available there, then maybe we'll look to to change it. But it's a difficult one. I'm not sure what Mori really could have done in terms of the chance he was given. Uh, yeah. So, no, I know. I feel like so it's probably a bit harsh but just from from what I was thinking before we brought him in I thought he was going to be a sort of physical kind of guy and it just didn't really turn out that way 
Yeah. Uh, Craig Peacock is next. Um, okay, Peaks. I've got him a six and a half out of ten, and I think that's it's maybe a wee bit harsh because I, I feel like he's had a good year, but I just feel like we've we've seen him play a lot better. Um, this is, I think, probably been his arguably his best year with with Aquan. Um, but you know, given the the years that he had in, in Belfast, I thought um, we would see uh, more of an improvement. Um, and Craig Peacock for me um, the other issue for me as well is that he can't stay healthy um, and that's you know that's not really his fault but it's just one of these things that, that seems to happen um, seems to pick up wee injuries during the season and uh, I think he, overall he can, he can still be a better player I, you know I've got no doubts about that but um I'm probably willing to give him one more season uh, Craig Peacock um, I've gone with a six uh, I think this was the year that I wanted that I thought he would be at his best and for me he's not he's, he's just not quite done it at, at yeah. plan uh, I think he's not fulfilled what I know that he can do and whether it's just we've still not found you know there there were periods in the season I think where his game had picked up and you thought he's really starting to produce but like you say he gets injuries and then maybe goes off the boil a bit um, I just think he's not quite found it uh, I'm expect, I was expecting more by this point uh, yeah. given that he's in his third year uh, so six for me um, and I, I would like an upgrade there or he, you know if he's if he's going to get another year he really needs to step up I think he's I yeah. think he's a good uh, 20 points off what you know, fifteen twenty points off what I think he can do. Mm-hmm. No, so. I think that's I think that's probably fair. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's age thirty now as well, so he's um, you know <laughs> I'm saying that as if he's sort of getting on a bit, but um, I think that's just kind of that's the reality uh, in the hockey world, you know, but. Um, you know, if you if you were asking if I would if I would have Peacock or or Ben Davis, I'd have Ben Davis all day long, and it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be close. Yeah. Um, but um, with the way things are, you know, I I don't know. I'd probably I'd lean towards giving him one more year as a a chance to prove himself, and if not, then we need to move on. Yeah. Okay. You're slightly more leaning on that one than me, but. Yeah, we've probably. been we've been the opposite way and others so yeah um, okay uh, on to the final three then uh, but just before we do that we have got a a word from our sponsor <laughs> added to that list I think we had don't know if we said Connolly but Connolly Doucette Hanson Haywood Howlett 50-50 about Musel and Peacock um, so on to the final three uh, 
Scott Pitt. Right, okay. Scott Pitt is, um, you know, I think he's he's had a bad season by his standards, I would say. Um, but I mean, no one will tell you more than more than that than, than Pitt himself. But um, he's we know what he can do, um, and you know, in spells he has been good. So I think it's about finding that consistency again for Scott Pitt. Um, and once he does, the confidence will come back and. Uh, you know, I think he'll be the player that he has been. Um, he's still a he's still a must have for me. Uh, although I've given him a, an eight out of ten over the season, um, but yeah, I just think what he can do and his his points that he's he's brought us in the past is, uh, you know, it's definitely a must have for me. Uh, I've given him a seven. Uh, of course, I am his official glove sponsor. Uh, Scott Pitt's biggest fan. I am actually one of Scott Pitt's biggest fan, and from that point of view, I think I can be honest and say he's not not had as good a season as you said. But actually, when you look at the numbers, well, the first funny thing is that he gets sixty-one points. <laughs> um. Yes, I mean, and, still... and when you when you look at that, you know that's that's four points off what Connolly got, and seven points off what Becker got. You know, comfortably our third top point scorer, yeah. uh, and over a point a game. Um, but it's not really an excuse. But obviously, he had the the uh, the the child this season, and we've seen how that. Has affected guys for a bit in the past, although it seems to be a more of a prolonged spell for him. Uh, but he's just there's been bits missing that you usually expect from his game. You know, some sloppy passes and maybe missed chances that a confident Scott Pitt would finish. I think a couple of times you're thinking in the past few seasons he's putting that away, but uh, he's taking the easy option or. Or missing the net or whatever, um, yeah. And as you say, he'll know. Um, but for me, a guy that knows the league and the club, and uh, I still like watching him. So uh, especially with his wee glasses. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, I, I would like I would like Pitt back. Um, yeah. You you can't underestimate that Pitt Becker combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That brings us nicely on to Vaclav Stupka. Right, okay. Um, I've given Stupka seven and a half out of ten. Um, I think this is maybe an area that we need an upgrade. Um, just you know, uh, and it's, it's it sounds really harsh, but I just think if you're if you're playing in that top line with with Pitt and Becker, you need I don't know, you just need something a wee bit more. Um, the most Stupka offered. Um, ideally, I think you would you would maybe keep Stupka as a sort again having that sort spare import forward. Um, he's been always get pace to burn, um, but I just feel like sometimes he lacks that sort of cutting edge. Um, yeah, lacks lacks some decent passing at times and and finishing really when it mattered. Uh, you know, when he when he came in, he obviously hit the ground running, and uh, so I gave the team a lift when he came in, and uh, you know, got his got his contract off the back of that. But 
I just feel like since then he's not been the same player. Um, and that's maybe why I've, I've marked him as a seven and a half. But um, I don't know, it's, a, it's maybe a harsh one because he is a good player. Um, but I just feel like that's, you know, if you're playing that top line, and he has been playing top line, uh, I feel like it's, it's an area that, that needs an upgrade for me. Yeah, I don't think he fits that top line. Um, but I like I like some of his attributes. Um, yeah, I've given him a seven. A uh, really quick, one of the quickest players I think we've seen. Um, oh, I think but, he's the quickest. But not. Uh, I mean, Pete Russell obviously knows, but I think there's gonna be something missing with the chemistry from those three. Uh, yeah, and maybe it is not. Maybe it was Pitt and Becker that, that weren't working the same way and it's not necessarily Stupka, but... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be too disappointed if he didn't come back, although he did have that really good early season form and I think there were other teams probably looking at him. Um, so, seven for me um, and uh, a tick cross. Yeah, I would. I would agree as well. I don't. I don't think. I've been on my seven and a half, but in terms of whether he stays or whether he leaves him, I wouldn't be too bothered either way. Finally, um, the man with the half Canadian, half Saltire flag, Scott Tansky. Right, Scott Tansky. Um, overall, I've given him a seven and a half. Um, this may be a wee bit harsh, given that he's probably a fan's favourite with, with a lot of people um, but I th- you know if we're doing it over the over the season as a whole he had a, made a pretty poor patch at the start um, it's our last or the, it's our first 20 games or so I don't think he, he offered particularly much but then he was playing uh, you know he was kind of playing fourth line at times he was playing with, with Grattan at times and I don't think the two of them got on with each other but um, you know, and, and since Grattan's moved on, I think we've, we've seen an improvement in Tansky. Uh, maybe not been used enough, um, but you know he, he is incredibly versatile, and we've seen that he can he can move back to defence, and he's uh, can also play further up lines uh, as well as on that fourth line uh, forwards as well. So he's maybe just he's maybe just burned out towards the end of the season. Um, but having said that, you know, we know the kind of we know the kind of player that, that he is, um, or can be rather. And uh, you know, if if we're seeing the sort of middle of the season, Scott Tansky, um, over the course of the year, then I think he's he's a guy that I would look to have back. I think he's he's good in the dressing room as well with a lot of a lot of the players. So, um, you know. Maybe from from that aspect as well, I think he's he's probably a guy I would I would want back, but um, possibly with a possibly with a question mark over him. See, I we're in big disagreement here. <laughs> it's the first probably big one. Tansky's my captain next year. <sighs> really? Yeah. No. Tansky's my captain next year. Uh, I just 
I don't know. I just like. I just like him. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's, um, that's fine. for me. Eight, eight out of ten for me. Um, I just think that the, the amount of different positions he's played uh, with different players and penalty kill uh, does a bit of everything. Yeah, he, he did. He didn't maybe start as the best, um, but I think just the kind of guy he is and a real sort of energy player that is always going to uh, try and create something and be willing to, to do the physical stuff, although he's not, you know, not the biggest. Um, and I think he does have a big dressing room influence and he kind of did understand what the, 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 the team meant to the fans and stuff. I don't know, I just get an impression from him that he's... Uh, Obviously, an assistant captain just now, but I would like him back, and I would have him as captain. Uh, and I think he can give us even more in terms of production. Uh, a couple of really good goals this year. Um, yeah. Not my absolute favourite player, but I just see him in a captain role. Uh, right. So. No, I think. Eight, uh, eight I out think you make. Yeah, I make some. I you make some good points there. Um, with Tansky but I, I don't know I, I just I get I, it's, it's maybe just this sort of production side I would maybe like to see a wee bit more from um, it's a difficult one because it's just it's again just one of those positions that I feel like you maybe need I don't know. I just feel like we need we need some more physicality as a, as a whole in the team. Um, if you look at the likes of Belfast, they've got a lot of a lot of big guys, but um, they're big guys that they can play hockey as well. Um, yeah. So I'd maybe look to. I'm not saying upgrade Tansky because I I think I think he he can play a part, um, no doubt, in the team. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be crying my eyes out if he if he did leave. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be crying my eyes out. Don't get me wrong. I there's <laughs> guys. There's guys in there that I want more than Tansky, but I just like the fit of him to the I, team yeah. and what he's done. Um, I don't mean you. I was just mean. I just mean other <laughs> other fans that he's yeah. you know he's their kind of favourite player and stuff. Yeah. And I get why. I I do understand why. Yeah. But okay, so. Uh, final rating then has got to go to Pete Russell. Oh, right. Okay. Well, you know, uh, before the season started and uh, John Trump left, and we were kind of <laughs> in limbo as to as to who was going to come in, and we had rumours that Pete Russell was going to be the guy, and uh, I think you know it's fair to say that the majority of the fan base were were underwhelmed uh, with that appointment, I think probably including both of us, um, if we're being honest. But you know, he's he's proved us wrong. I think it's fair to say that he's he's built a a really good team that, that all work um well with each other and they all work together as a team. Uh, you know, it's just it's just one of those things I think he um what he's done with the team in the uh, the turnaround since last season has been has been tremendous. Um, you know, we finished fourth 
in the league. Um, I think that's where I said we would finish at the start of the season, but I was being optimistic. Um, you know, I was kind of thinking maybe mid-table realistically was, would have been where we finished. And, uh, you know, to finish at the kind of top end of that, some middle part then. Uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty good season overall. I just wish that we'd kind of kicked on a wee bit and, and got that continental cup space, but um, just kind of burned out towards the end of the season. Uh, and it, at times it kind of seemed like he didn't really know how to how to deal with that to kind of get the confidence back in the side. Um, so that may be why I'd, I would knock a couple of marks off, but I would give him a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, I actually hadn't written down his mark out of 10, uh, but I have been impressed. Seven point five. 5 uh, Just because I... I, I I think the end of the season I expected maybe to be able to turn around a bit more the stat- typical clan end of season fortunes yeah. uh, but couldn't quite manage it but certainly brought a, a brand of hockey back that's exciting and a yeah. team that for the majority have been enjoyable to watch uh, so I would like to see some consistency so uh, from that point of view it'd be good to to have him back but whether they will you know with family being down south and stuff it's kind of up in the air Um, so really don't know Um, but impressed certainly more so than our initial impressions so fair play to him Um, yeah Yep. Alright. Um having having seen the, the, the time that we've hit there, uh, I think it's probably well, a good well overrun this. A good place to to stop after we've done the ratings. Um yeah. so this will be a, a monster episode obviously when when people actually listen to it, but uh So what happens when you miss a week. It is, yeah. We'll, um, but we've still get still get hunters to discuss, but I know. save that for for next week. No, absolutely. Um, we'll come back with some more clans. So we'll maybe start to see some news coming out of the club about players and things. So, uh, I think good place to end it, and we'll we'll see what happens with the playoffs. But uh, enjoyed doing that. I have to say, it's it's always good. Um, yeah, no, it was good. I don't think we were too harsh. No. No, some, just, maybe some home. Groups. I thought you were going to be more harsh, but fair play to you. Um, but yeah, so thanks for turning up, folks, um, and hopefully you enjoyed it and kept awake. And uh, we'll, <laughs> speak, we'll speak to you next time. Here's for cheers for episode forty-four. Cheerio.